Well, Jenny, thank you so much for reading Psalm 46 for us again. Love that. It's brilliant. Well, start of lockdown, I like to do a bit of exercise. At the start of lockdown, I decided to record. I'm on an app called Strava, which records sort of activities, walks and cycles and things like that. I decided to uh, keep a record each day of what I was doing. I called each one a lockdown loop if I went for a loop. Uh, of a cycle or walk or run. I am on lockdown loop day 93. Can you believe that? 93 days. Done a few miles, enjoyed lots of cycling and walking around. The weather's been amazing, but 93 days. Now, of course, when you watch this, it might be 98 days or 200 days of lockdown. I, I don't know. Well, hopefully we'll come out of lockdown soon. But today we are coming to the end of the teaching series from the Bible that we've been looking at called Be Still. We started a few weeks ago. It's worth looking back over some of the recordings on YouTube. But we started a few weeks ago looking at the beginning of Psalm 46 where it says, God is our refuge, it's our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. And I'm coming right to the very end of the psalm, where it finishes up one of the very last verses of the psalm is this. We've just heard it. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted over the nation. I will be exalted over the earth. And I'm just going to take just a few moments to, to really look at that aspect of this psalm. Interestingly, the rest of the psalm is talking about God. God is our refuge and strength, ever-present help in troubled times. But here, we have God speaking. And this is what he says to you and to me. He says, be still and know that I am God. I spoke, I can't remember how many weeks ago now, about the verses about in some forces where it says, do not be afraid. And I, I was very honest, there's lots of things that make me afraid. I talked about a parachute jump I did. And I was, as I was preparing this talk, yeah, it's hard to believe, I've actually prepared something. You probably look at this thing and is he prepared it? As I was preparing the talk, sorry, my voice went a bit high there. Prepared it? Uh, as, he <laughs> as I was preparing this talk, I was just sort of praying, saying, God, help me to say something that's useful to these people that are tuning in. And I was just reminded, you know, often I just need to be reminded just to be calm, not to be anxious, to be still and actually know, in this case, that, that God's got it. But there's lots of things happening in my life where, where I'm just out of my depth. Now, one of the things I love my weekly or, you know, when we do hosting or filming is it's just me here. Well, it isn't really because Dan Lank is here. You know, Dan on the guitar, he's here as well. So I feel a little bit awkward about telling this story in front of Dan because it involves DIY. And you can see behind me here some glorious, we call it Woodhenge as opposed to Stonehenge. Well, Dan put that together. He told me this week he's building furniture. Dan, you're building furniture, for goodness sake. I am not that sort of person. 
I think I might have said this to some friends at church before, but when I first got married, I tried to put a curtain pole up above our door, and I drilled a hole. I didn't know anything about it. Eventually, the hole was so big, I could almost get my head in it, you know, just like not competent. Well, a little while ago, I was, uh, we had this great idea where we were going to replace in our house some very, very, not very nice old doors with some reclaimed, salvaged, authentic kind of Victorian doors. And I remember sort of stripping them down and thinking, okay, they're not going to fit in the door frames, so what do I need to do? Now, somebody said, what you need to do is you need to plane the wood off on the door. So I think, okay, I'll try that. And uh, never done it before. I think the thing you need is called a planer. Looking to Dan for affirmation. Yeah, he's nodding. It's called a planer. I've always called it a plane. I guess that's something you fly in when you go on holiday. I don't know. So I asked a, a good friend of mine who I would say is the Lord of DIY. He is the king. He is the Grand Moff Tarkin, if you know anything about Star Wars, of DIY. Anyway, he lent me. Uh, he said, look, no, you don't want to do it like with a sort of manual plane. He said, let me lend, lend you. It's basically one of my prized tools. So he lent me his electric planer. So I've got the door. I'm outside. I've put the door sort of here, and I've plugged it in, and I think, switch it on. And I, I, this is good. You know, I, think, I seem to be competent. I'm doing well. But there was one fatal flaw in my preparation. I thought to save time, I wouldn't take the metal lock off. So I'm planing up to it very carefully. But you know what it's like? Lost a bit of comp uh, concentration, so I'm not very competent. And I remember planing up to the lock, pushed a bit too far, and the spinning blades dug into the metal of the lock. There was this almighty kind of noise, followed by a loud explosion, and like, in slow motion, the casing on the side of this priceless planer just exploded and bits of cogs and oil and debris just shot across the garden, followed by sort of puffs of smoke and an acrid burning smell. So I'm like holding it like this. You know that moment where you go, no. It was just one of those moments where I just thought, oh no, what have I done? And, you know, thinking about our psalm, where it says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in troubled times. Well, this is one of these troubled times. I'm like, God, help. And I remember saying, saying to Sarah, my wife, she came out and said, what have you done? I'm like holding this thing smoldering. What have you done? It's like, and this, this planer was handed down to this friend of mine, Mark. He's a lovely man, Mark Breen. If you're watching this, Mark. Uh, <laughs> it was like his father's, or maybe, I don't know, his it was just like a family heirloom passed down. And I've totally destroyed it. And I remember picking the phone up and phoning Mark. I said, Mark, I, I mean, I was just, truly, I was devastated. And I remember phoning him. I said, Mark, I've just got some terrible news. I'm so, so sorry. And I explained what happened to me. And it was really interesting, his response. It was like he just said, relax. 
just relax, Gil. Don't worry about it. He said, tell you what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll get another one. I'll come over. You can just relax. And come on, I'll, I'll do it with you. Actually, what he meant was, I'll come over and do it for you. What an amazing, gracious thing to do. And, and that's what he did. He went out, bought another newer one. So don't worry about it. Relax. Let me come and do it for you. And he put the doors up, and it was amazing. <laughs> and and I, was, I was so, so grateful. And it's interesting in some of the translations of that verse in Psalm 46 that I mentioned, be still. Some of the translations say, be still and know that I'm God. Say, relax. Know that I'm God. Now look, let's, let's be clear. You know, God, isn't, God expects us and wants us to live our lives, to live your life, and to walk with him and journey with him. But there are moments when you and I can't add anything to the mix. Just like my friend Mark, who, who saved the day, there's moments when, when you can't add anything to the mix. And in this psalm, there's a moment where we've, we've heard about sort of natural earthquakes and the earth moving, everything is chaos, the nations are in chaos and turmoil, and then the voice of God speaks, and he says, be still, and know that I am God. In my last talk, I referred to when the disciples were, followers of Jesus were, in a boat with him. He was asleep in the boat. You may remember the story. He was asleep in the boat, and a furious storm came up on the sea. So bad that these experienced sailors said, Master, save us. Jesus, save us. Don't you care? We're going to drown. They woke Jesus up. And what he said was this. Quiet, be still. The same words as this psalm. In the Old Testament, we have God speaking, saying, you know, one day there's going to come a moment when this chaotic world... God is going to say, enough, be still, be quiet. And he will lovingly bring those that love him and want to follow him into his presence forever. There's, there's a moment when that's going to happen. And in the New Testament, we see Jesus with his followers. Looks like the boat's going down. They're saying, we're going to drown. Jesus says this, enough. Quiet, be still. To the disciples, relax, I've got this. It says in the gospel accounts that we read about this story, immediately it was calm. From a raging storm to calm, immediately. See, some people say, yeah, Jesus, yeah, I, I like Jesus. You know, he's a good religious teacher. Or, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of interested in religion. Maybe, you know, it can be part of what I believe in. And, and you hear about cults and, you know, you've got to watch out for things like that. 
many of the cults, if you want to know the difference between what Jesus taught for real and cults is this, Jesus actually claimed to be God Almighty and backed it up. The cults say, no, he was just a son of God or not quite God, not quite divine. No, the reason that Jesus was nailed to a cross was actually for blasphemy. It says in one of the gospel accounts, he said, why are you trying to kill me? Jesus asked him. He said, we're not killing you for anything. We're killing you, trying to kill you because you, a mere man, claim to be God. It's in the Old Testament where it says, be still and know that I am God. In the New Testament, Jesus says, quiet, be still. The disciples say this, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Well, I'm going to let you into a secret. It's not that big a secret. Who is this? It's God Almighty. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. So, so what is our response? You see, when I said there's some things where we just need to be still, well, well here is one of them. If, if you want to know God and have a relationship with him, there is only one way. Your efforts and your striving, like my poor efforts, it's a bad illustration, but like my poor efforts of trying to plane a door. No, there's a moment where God says, you cannot do it. The reason Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross and crucified was so that my sin and your sin, if you believe in him, will be dealt with, punished, once for all time. So that you won't have to be separated from God in a place called hell, but you can spend eternity with him now in a loving relationship with him. And to prove that when Jesus said, quiet, be still, not only is it waves being calmed and storms subsiding, but God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of that. And he's still changing lives today. So maybe today, as I come to a conclusion of the short talk, Maybe today you need to be freshly reminded or reminded for maybe the first time. I don't know if you can be reminded for the first time. That doesn't really make sense. But hearing for the first time. Do you know what? You will never get to know God unless you come through Jesus Christ. His very words were this. Jesus said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one will come to God except through me. That's not necessarily a politically correct message in our day. But do you know what? 30 plus years of knowing Jesus, he's transformed my life. He can transform yours. You know, in this current crisis, rightly, we're taking precautions. We're, I'm social distanced from Dan here. You know, we're doing everything we can. But there is going to come a moment when no amount of social distancing is going to save me from the inevitability of my own death and yours. And here's my encouragement to you. Make friends with God. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that Jesus is God. Come to him now. Bow your knee to him now. Even at home, wherever you're watching this, why don't you just say, on your knees now and just say, Jesus, 
I want to be still. Why don't you pray this with me now? Jesus, I want to be still and know that you are God in my heart. Thank you, you died on the cross for me. Thank you, you took my punishment so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. Thank you, you're alive, you rose from the dead. You're in heaven now. And one day, Jesus, the nations will realize that you are God. And all will bow the knee. I choose to do that now. Amen.